I think if we had to have only one thing and one thing only, it, it's neck. It's our neck strength. I have a strong neck, big neck. Welcome to another episode of Rear the Grid. As always, I am your host, Matt, joined by my good friend, Jashan. Jashan, how are you doing this evening? Uh, yeah, mate. Uh, not bad. Could be better. Uh, for all the kids out there listening, do not ever, ever get a job at a hotel because they will take your entire life from you. Hey, man, you got a free stay in a room last week, so, you know... Totally all worth That's it, true, and those robes were fucking comfortable, man. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's, <laughs> fair, that's, fair, that's fair. Did you consider stealing them? Uh, yes. <laughs> and a man who... Did are, not well, he's not even going to have to work hard to earn his fucking little side hustle paycheck because they look the real deal. It's um the podcast number one Ferrari fan, Spencer Hudson. Grazie. Grazie a tutti. Um, you, you say not hard to uh, earn the money, mate. What what do you think's been happening? As soon as they put me on the payroll, they start making a good car. All right? <laughs> Correlation does equal causation. Thank you very yeah, much. it's all that porpoising knowledge he uh, brings to the table, uh, mate. Um, it's all that porpoising. See, that's it. All, all the other teams are looking at it like a dolphin. I told them to look at it like a tortoise. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, uh, about that, on this week's show, Spencer thinks a porpoise is some kind of tortoise. A distant relative of a tortoise, thank you. <laughs> um, we get to hear uh, Spencer's, Spencer's thoughts and feelings on the new Drive to Survive season. We are digging into a uh, new game on the show. Yeah, no, no, yeah, with regards to our testing. And we make our predictions for the season to come. All that and more on this, the official season preview, season 2022. Career of the Grid. Another week on Rear of the Grid, this time in preview of season 2022 and the Bahrain Grand Prix. Plenty in store for you, and we will get right into it with Spencer, who has been watching the newly released season four of Drive to Survive. Spencer, just how far in are you, and what do you make of it so far? Uh, thank you, Matthew. Uh, yes, lovely to be here again. Um, look, I'm, uh, I've just started episode four, um, or possibly episode five. I can't quite remember. Um, any which way, to our loyal listeners out there, it is the episode where they start talking about Haas. Uh, and in particular, um, they start off the episode with uh, Gunther being asked, um, is Dimitri Mazepin an ugly guck? To which he laughs and says no, and then kind of awkwardly looks at the, at the camera. And it got me thinking, boys. What is? Am I even saying it right? An ugly gark. Is it an ugly gark? An ugly gark? An ol- oligarch. Oligarch. An yeah, oligarch. oligarch. That's the one. Well, <laughs> uh, it says, a ruler in an oligarchy. Second, in brackets, especially in Russia, in bracket, a very rich business leader with a great deal of political influence. Yes. Gunther responded by saying that he's in the farming business. 
So there's a, there's a slight <laughs> little bit of uh, political angst. Um, obviously, this was recorded, and I don't think Netflix would have been able to get the final cut in uh, before the current, uh, much larger political implications. Um, and look, it's, that episode was, uh, was tough to start off on. Um, I've already seen uh, Roman Grosjean's crash about seven times in the first four episodes, but that's pretty much understandable. But he wasn't um, even... We'll go through the... I know. Why is, Gro- wasn't... Why is Grosjean's crash... So I had seen that online. Why is Grosjean's crash in this season of Drive to Survive? Well, you see, Matthew. He's not in the sport. You see. Yep. What they decided to do was to spend the first five minutes going through a little bit of a teaser of what's happened in the last Drive to Survive season. Okay, that makes um, sense. And then also kind of mashing up some of the things that happened this year, which, to be honest, I'm not a fan of, but also not many people probably stayed up and put their career on the line for the sake of a good night's sleep to watch every single race live last year. So um, that's neither here nor there. Um, I thought I'd start <laughs> with the good points of Drive to Survive through the first three and a half or four and a half episodes. Uh, point number one that was good. The soundtrack this year is quite nice. Um, there's some good good beats in the background. Um, the the five seconds of credits that uh, I listen to before I quickly press next episode uh, sound crisp. They sound good. Um, I The production value is there. Uh, there's many F words. In fact, there are a lot of fucks, uh, a lot of shits. Um, so far, one thing that I like as well... Um, well, to, to be honest, outside of the overall glamour of it being F1, there aren't too many things that I like about it. Um, I just need to watch it for the sake of I started it. Um, now we'll go to the bad. Um, oh, actually, no, I do have another good one. They did show a clip of Lewis Hamilton uh, viewing the Red Bull car at the Styrian Grand Prix and then going back to his car and talking with Toto, going through all the things that the Red Bull car had on it and then having a, bit, a deep discussion in terms of what the Red Bull car's doing differently. I think that's cool. Um, I think that's the type of footage that's, that's nice. Um, now the bad thing. Now this is one thing that Drive Survivor have always done. I do not fucking like series or shit in general that doesn't follow a chronological order. Yeah. And I'll discuss. Agreed. So episode one was a very broad sort of bringing together of the off-season and then sort of going through the... Um, the Bahrain Grand Prix, right? That was episode one. But then episode two was the first 25 minutes was going through the exact same shit in Bahrain. But they cut out the qualifying in the first episode, but then they brought in the qualifying in the second episode because they were following McLaren. But it it was all kind of the same, the same shit. And then they they don't really show the qualifying in a lot of the races. They kind of brush past a vast majority of the things that go on. So, for example, in episode two, they're talking about McLaren, and then they go through sort of the Monaco Grand Prix, right? But they don't ever touch on Leclerc binning it into the wall. But then they do that in episode three with the Ferrari deep dive because they're deep diving into Ferrari. My thing is, is just do it chronologically where you have the Bahrain Grand Prix or whatever Grand Prix it is, and then go through with that episode the shit that happened in Bahrain regardless of who the team was. Rather than separating it by, like, team yeah, or it's certain like, narrative. it's like a team thing. Like, it doesn't need to be a team thing. Like, my thing with Netflix is that it doesn't, like, I don't understand why Netflix, they do things where it's like they've always got to do the 
coming up on Drive to Survive. It's like, yeah, how the yeah. fuck? I don't have to wait a week to watch it. I've paid for the subscription. I'm fucking watching it because I clicked on it. Like, at this stage, you're in season four. Just just show me the shit that I want to see. Like, I, I know. I know goddamn well that Danny, Rick, and Lando don't have a fucking massive fracture in their relationship because you took some tidbits of Lando saying that he doesn't feel sympathy for Daniel Ricardo. The fucking <laughs> awkward shit where they'll, like, somebody will say something and then they'll, like, drop all the music and it'll go... Doo and go real silent for a second. And then they cut out a completely different section of a fucking interview or fucking of anything. And it shows the person who's getting spoken about looking real like dazed and confused. But it never fucking happened. It never happened. And then they just roll onto the next scene. See, this is... Hey, to be fair, to be fair, there have been people reporting that uh, there is indeed a fracture between Lando and Daniel. Now, whether or not that is just reporters watching the show and thinking, oh yeah, there's some content here, or... Whether there's actually something to yeah, the story, even, I don't know. Even if there the is, only fracture is to Danny Rick's ego. Even if there is a fracture in that, like, A, that's probably standard across a lot of Garo. Like, it is very rare that we've, we've said before, it is very rare you get, you know, team that's not a straight-up backmarker, that you get a Hamilton Bottas, you know, Vettel, yep. Raikkonen... Norris signs level of relationship between two drivers. Oh, but that's it. Like, and is it? It's just relative to the relationship that Signs and Lando yeah. had. And secondarily, that's it. Like, even if there is maybe some fractures between Daniel and Lando, I doubt it's to the level that Netflix. But this is this is my point. This is why I. To was be so- fair, though, I haven't watched the Monza episode yet, so they're probably going to like have a big like story arc where they like make up and kiss or something. Yeah, but see, that's <laughs> the thing, and this is why. I've decided to kind of do away with Drive to Survive because it's not like... Yes, it does provide me with a little bit of a behind-the-scenes glimpse in that, but, like, it's... It's not, you know, it's not a documentary or anything. It's a dramatised... That's the thing. They're they're putting storylines in and that. And if I want, you know... If I want over-the-top ridiculous feuds about people who hate each other and the tensions and can they get along, I'll stick to watching wrestling, which I already do for five hours a week or whatever. And if I want to watch a big dramatised tale of, you know, a title fight in Formula One, I'll go and rewatch Rush because it's better. Mm. The, what I'd want... Oh, it's I got Chris Spencer Hemsworth in it, so of course. I think Spencer makes an interesting point regarding the... Um, timeline thing they do and i agree i would much rather just see a 45 minute 30 minute behind the scenes package of just some different things and some yeah raw emotions from the people of that and behind the scenes clips and stuff for each grand prix one after another like literally 20 30 minute episodes at each grand prix or maybe it's 10 45 minute episodes and it's a couple of grand prix paired together or whatever and that, and it'd be more, yeah, factual nature than that. But the way, because the way they do drive to survive, it has to be like this. Because the way they all do for drive to survive, they go, oh, based on things that said, there's maybe the slightest hint of Daniel and Lando don't get along all happy families. So let's have mm. a couple of episodes dedicated where we'll be with McLaren and we'll pick out the different parts of the season and tell this story. Because that's the thing, they're stories. They're not a behind the scenes look at Formula One at this day point. It is. A story, and it's a story that is loosely based in reality, but massively embellished in that. And they need to show it because they want to show, you know, 
if, let's just say, a Ferrari struggling mid-season and that, and they'll show that because then when they came up and started doing better at the end of the season, you can show in the course of an episode a rise and the turnaround, and we all feel happy and ends on a positive note. And that's great. And uh, I mean, that's great. And I'd feel more comfortable with it existing, but I want something alongside it. And I don't know, I can't compare it to other, but I just, I want a more factual, I want Amazon or someone to come in as well and just give me a more <laughs> factual, behind the scenes look at F1, where, you know, there is some, yeah, more coy, uh, not coy, but candid behind, you know, interviews with the drivers in a more relaxed environment and things. And that's the thing, I just don't think it's really possible. The only way to do it would really be to subcontract all the teams. Because the thing that leaves that to me is, um, a professional cycling team from Australia for a long time, they had a dedicated, I think they still do, but they had this really, really good dedicated videographer. And basically any major race they went to, there would be accompanied each stage or the overall race would be accompanied by like a five to 20 minute behind the scenes clip with, you know, little riders that give you a snippet into like the team briefing and all of that in race footage. And it was brilliant. And the second he left the team, my interest level in the team and my connection to this, the team fell away. But it's one of the best behind-the-scenes looks I've ever had. And that's what I hope Drive to Survive would be at the start and just each season. Stray further and further away from that. And I don't I don't care about some made-up rift between... They tried to make out a rift in, what, season two between Lando and Carlos. I'm pretty sure Lando and Carlos have a secret family together. So I don't think there was any rift there. It's just Matthew, the only person on the planet who is uh, asking Amazon to provide more content. That was just the first time. It can look. It can be fucking binge for all I care. I just want someone <laughs> to do it. I don't. No one wants binge involved with anything, mate. You know what? Come on, That's just reasonable. someone give Ted Kravitz a little fucking handheld cam recorder, and he can just walk around <laughs> the pit lane documenting it all. That'd be great. Please don't give Ted something to do. I, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. Poor Ted. What's been your what's been your particular favourite moment? You may have already said it, Spencer, but I may have just missed it. What's been your favourite moment from this season so far? Um Fuck. <laughs> I've stumped him here. Sounds like it's not been a very good season thus far, bud. It doesn't sound great. Um Yeah, no, I got nothing. Alright, my second question <laughs> before we start to move on. Has Will Bucks? How many times in three and a half episodes has Will Buxton? Will Buxton? You know, just said something so incredibly plain and obvious, but made it sound like it was the most intellectually stimulating thing a human has ever uttered. Um, I don't really pay too much attention when he talks, so I can't comment on that. What I can comment on that something that he said is that uh, Lewis Hamilton has always been a very clean racing driver and that he never gets himself into any scrapes or any fights, um, which makes me think that uh, either Lewis Hamilton wiped his memory pre-2015 <laughs> um, or he's completely full of shit. I think it's the second. My favourite thing is, I think it's, as, as these seasons have gone on and has changed, my favourite thing was the early days of this podcast and Jashan's interest in Formula 1, because I mostly introduced him to F1 proper, proper, through the medium of Drive to Survive. I feel like there was a little period at the start of this all where Jashan actually viewed Will Buxton as, like, a credible source of information. Oh, and absolutely. I, and I, I would always just try to be like, no, Will, Will Buxton is just be like, so is that, but... Will Buxton is just no. We we don't we, universally we don't like Will Buxton. That's just if you're a Formula One <laughs> fan, you don't like Will Buxton. 
And thankfully, I think you see, you've started to come around to that, which is the true sign that you've evolved beyond just like the drive to survive casuals and into a true a true fan of this. But that's one of the nicest things I can say to you. I think you are it's now... It's not the, the fact that we're doing now our third season of a Formula One podcast. That hasn't proven well, that I'm an actual that's Formula that's One in fan. Conjunction. Okay. I'd, well, I'd, I'd say I'd say the third season of this just proves that you just you, you know you're going to struggle to convince me to do a sport you'd be more interested in. Because ah uh, yeah, I just don't have the time to be interested in basketball. But anyway, Shashan. Well, yeah, because you're busy watching wrestling for five hours a week. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> no, and the real two... reason Spencer hasn't um, picked up on anything good in the episode so far is because he's been absolutely fucking tanked every single time he's watched it. I, don't, I doubt he was tanked last night. He had work in the morning. But maybe uh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a fair point. Brother, I, that's a fair I, point. I, I, cooked, I cooked with white wine and I put 75 mils in the dinner and I put the rest of that bottle into me gob. <laughs> that's alarming. Anyway, Jashan, I know you've not seen this That's season. 675 mils for you counting at home. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jashan, I know you've not seen any of this season yet, but what, what's been your favourite moment to have ever come from Drive to Survive and it's... Now four years of existence. Oh, jeepers, creepers. I mean, yeah, there were a few fun moments. I remember when Daniel Ricciardo did his old leap of faith into the river somewhere. Like, yes, I'm going to go drive for Renault. <laughs> Fucking wanker. Um, but Great. one that stands out, obviously, like, this is a meme that stand, like really has stood the test of time, is obviously the Gunter Steiner fracker. I forget which season. I think it's season two or season one. Season I think two. it was season one. Season, season two. two. No, okay, season yeah. two. Yeah, now season one half weren't too oh, bad. Oh, no, yeah, because season one yeah, was you're right, you're right. Yeah. yeah, season two. Um, specifically the old Kevin Magnuson, you do not fuck smash my door! Absolute quality banter. It was I'll never forget a good that. One. In which case, you'll be pretty happy, Jashan, because speaking of fuck smashing doors, we could be in store for a lot more of that this season, because in a move that none of us saw coming... None of us predicted, and I think it's safe to say, none of us wanted. Kevin Magnuson's <laughs> the man to fill the seat at Haas. Um, before I throw to you guys, my basic two cents of this is, it's all the sensibility of giving the seat to Nico Hulkenberg with none of the fun and happiness that comes with giving the seat to Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> it would, it's all the just massive anticlimaticness <laughs> that would have come if they'd given it to Geo. Uh. But with, like, the actual, oh, that's a fair move nah, of them giving no. it to... I'm, I'm happier with this than I am if they... And if I would be, if they gave it to Geo. Yeah, I'm but if they, give it to At Geo, least with this, if they give it to Geo, we could start running a bit where, like, Spence is actually Antonio Giovinazzi. <laughs> Spencer doesn't have the uh, facial structure wish. for it, mate. Come on. Hey, hey, back in my prime, mate. All right. <laughs> back back in the glory money. days. Yeah, mate. <laughs> You're younger than Geo, though. I fucking doubt it. Okay, Mate, on, let's I'm... see how good fucking Geo looks when he's working on 60 grand a year, including Super, all right? <laughs> Mate, I would not mind 60 grand a year. Thank you very much. Okay, Giovinazzi Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind old. fucking Geo fucking money either, mate. <laughs> I bet... fucking would like a gold, hey, you know, fucking reckon, toilet made reckon, out of solid gold, too. I reckon Geo wouldn't mind being Bill Gates, so it's all just a big circle. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, Spencer, you have some of your dignity left. Whereas with Geo, I'm not too certain. 
That's true. If there's one thing I have in spades, it is it is my dignity. It is dignity. Of course, yep. the man drinking bottles of wine <laughs> yeah. on a Monday night. Anyway, Jashad, uh, you... Sunday night, thank you. You've, Sorry, you've given Monday. us a bit of an indication of where you sit on Magnuson. You think it's more fun than Giovinazzi. Spencer, how do you feel about the big K-Mag being back in F1? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> He's not missed his words. Oh, dear. Hey, fucking... Well, that's one of the things in the first fucking five minutes of the fucking Haas episode. They're talking about, oh, fucking... Oh, we, we're racing two rookie drivers and just because no one's ever done it doesn't mean that it can't be done. And so then you you go back on that to then bring Kevin Magnuson back who you fucking left as a shell of a human being <laughs> and then now you give him... You throw him out a fucking sympathy fucking shake for the sake of it. Mate, I'll, 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 save, I'll save what I want to say about Hearts for the bold prediction segment, but I tell you fucking what, uh, they, they should be dead and buried, those c***s. Dead and fucking buried. Sounds like Spencer oh and I are going to go to very different bold predictions. Um, fucking Dick Johnson Racing could do a better fucking job in F1 oh, than those a, are you, Mate, Dick Johnson Racing is one of the most esteemed Australian motor racing organisations to ever exist. You're fucking goddamn right they could have done better. Is there actually... Wait, is there a racing team called Dick Johnson Racing? Yeah, it was founded fucking by nice. Dick Johnson. Brilliant. Spectacular content. That's what we like to hear. That's fantastic. Mate, mate I'm telling you, I'm telling you... You would, find, you would be a lot more amused and entertained if we did either a NASCAR podcast... Or Supercast no. podcast because it no. would just be hilarious bogan shit for an hour and a half because that's what both sports are. That's why they're so beautiful. They're just, so, they're just yeah. And you are a bogan. Boys. I am not. Like mate, you do that have on you your own time. Met your mate. father. You are a bogan. Yes. You may be I in denial, but you are a bogan. You are a bogan at heart. It is in your blood. You're a bogan wog hybrid. You are the okay, one first human of all, to rule the world. My dad is not a bogan. My dad is not a bogan, he's a bohemian, and he now listens to the podcast, so you watch your fucking tongue, mate. Hey, mate. God I'm damn. Bogan and proud. There's nothing wrong with it. Where, like but, a yeah, but exactly. You're a bogan. You make the garbage NASCAR podcast that no one will listen to, and I'll make the brilliant F1 podcast that no one listens to, all right? <laughs> You're right, because NASCAR has exactly no viewership at all. Exactly. Exactly. But no, in all, like, in all honesty, I... Uh, I'm not pleased with K-Mag being signed, but I assume it'll be just for one season until they get their shit together, and well, it'll, it'll be kind of a meme. for a season, so obviously. Although, <laughs> well, in that case, it's a nice farewell, you know. I swear I saw somewhere that he signed a multi-year deal, which I found no confusing. Way. Because I was There's like, no way. bold of Haas to assume there is multi-years of their existence, but surely not. There's no way. I may have, no I may have been a fever dream, but no, I, I, I agree. So. It's not very fun, but it makes sense. He's familiar with the setup. I assume most of the back behind the scenes people are still the same. He knows them all. So yeah, he's got a great know. beard. Um, oh, here's the question: Who gets the engineer? Because Mick has Kevin's engineer. Does Kevin get his of engineer course. back, or does Mick keep it? Yes. Yeah, uh, but if they gave him to Mick, like. If they gave that engineer to Mick, they gave him... Like, they're not going to give the better engineer to Nikita. They gave Mick the best engineer That's true. for a reason. And, like, if this team survives, Mick is its 
intermediate future until he goes to Ferrari if he's any good. So yeah, but Mick, Mick isn't very good, so... What? But he is. But Mick isn't very good. I mean, that's that's a ridiculous statement to make, because he very clearly is. Mate, if they want to get he's some not good wins... good right now. If they want to get some wins this season, they got to put their backing behind Magnussen, because Magnussen has done at least some things at this level, whereas Mick has not. They want to get you know what I mean? Wins this season. That's a not win. If they want to get some fucking points and stay in the competition, Kevin if they want to get some points, Kevin, make some money. That anyone from Haas, particularly Kevin Magnussen, is going to win a race is absurd. But Kevin Magnussen. We'll get into this later. Fuck it. God damn. That's fair enough. That is. I don't take my shirt off. It's bloody hot. Fair enough, mate. This is an audio-only podcast. You can take all your clothes off if you want. None of us can see you. Thank God. Not sure why you even vocalized it, to be honest. Okay. Back in action, titties are blazing. Let's go. <laughs> Deary me. Well, Kevin Magnuson's back, and that meant he got straight back into things at the Bahrain testing this weekend. Well, technically he had to wait today, because obviously, as we mentioned last week, there was the shipping delays for Haas. However, the FIA... Mm-hmm. Our FOM, whoever, did decide that Haas was allowed to run a little bit later on both days and I believe start a little bit earlier on day three to make up for the time they lost missing the first day. Now, boys, obviously testing is only testing. You can only read so much into it. But uh, I've got some headlines here here for you and I'll get you guys to give me a uh, yeah-nah or a nah-yeah on uh, whether or not yeah, you you think this sort of story is legit? All right, boys. Yeah, nah, or nah, yeah. 2022 Bahrain testing. Straight off the bat, boys. McLaren strolled in Bahrain. They were considered one of the best looking over in Barcelona, but struggled with consistency and just reliability of the car all throughout the Bahrain weekend. Very mixed concerning, and obviously no Daniel Ricciardo. So going into 2022, are you worried about McLaren based off this final preseason testing? Jashan. Just to be clear, nah, yeah, means that I am, yes, worried. Yes. No, that means you're not worried. Yeah, nah's yeah. Oh, really? Oh, no, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, it's no. No, yeah, yeah. It's what you finish off is the actual thing, right? Yeah. Know, now, yeah. Put, put a fucking... Nah, yeah. Put an exclamation mark on what I say. Nah, yeah. McLaren are fucked. The car is Can't fucked. Fuck. They fucked themselves up. Lando and Ricardo have beef. I'm buying into it, boys. I'm buying into all of it. They hate each other. They fucking hate each other. And who wouldn't? Lando's a little shit. Let's be honest. Daniel Ricardo, he's a bit of a little shit himself, all right? He loves himself quite a, just a little bit too much. You put those two fellas together, there's going to be a bit of friction, a bit of fracas. That's happening this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm buying in. McLaren are fucked. I'm I'm on Jashan's side. I'm going to take the more I liked I like that aggressive approach because I'll be doing that for a team soon. <laughs> um, the the thing that worries me about McLaren or makes me go, nah, yeah, they're in dramas. Is the thing that really like cooked them last year was that Lando was doing it all by himself, yep. and Ricardo just couldn't get anything going. Yep. 
Take it from me. I fucking got COVID a couple of weeks ago. I got it pretty mild. I got it for a day. That shit sucks. That shit fucking sucks dick. I'm still dealing with it now in terms of like physically, I'm just not there after like three and a half weeks. Ricardo does not need anything to get in the way for him to try to get back to who he is. One of the things they did say in episode two, one thing that was pretty interesting was Horner talking to one of the McLaren guys saying that Ricardo's better than this. Like at Silverson, like he's much better than this. He's a way better driver. And people constantly trying to figure out when is Ricardo going to find that version of himself that was so good at Red Bull. This does not bode well for them. And with what the other teams that finished in front of them did last year in Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, they already finished 50-odd points behind Ferrari for third. This is not going to help them. Even taking away the stuff that's going on with the car, just from a driver perspective right now, I do not have trust in Ricardo at all. I'm I'm fully with both of you. I'm the race concerned. is next week, right? Yeah, he's got like seven days. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about McLaren. I don't see it being anything so catastrophic that they fall back to being a bat market because I think when the car is oh no, they're the still going to be where the they are. Working, it's going to be quick, but I just don't think it's going to be enough there. They're not they're not moving up, and I think they'll move a little bit back. I'm I'm very worried about McLaren. I'm fully with you guys. Uh the second headline I've got is um, Haas's apparent pace. Mick, uh, Schumacher set the fast, second fastest time on the final day, I believe. They both showed that car looks like it's got a little bit of pace into it. It's obviously hard to tell. It's, uh, you know, it is testing, and it should be noted that Schumacher's time was set outside in those extra bits of running they got given, so it was outside of the main competition time. But uh, starting with you, Spencer, yeah, nah, or nah, yeah, the Haas, whether or not it lasts for the season, while it's there, the Haas actually might be a bit more of a competitive car this year. So this is, the Haas will be a, more, will be a competitive car this season? Yes. Nah, yeah. What? Nah, yeah, because... Honestly, Haas, they, I, I still think that they're in dramas long-term because any team that's fucking... When you've got an owner who wants the team to do well and it's doing well in other parts of the world in racing, they need to be putting results in. But you think about their story arc, right? They're struggling at the end of 2020. They have one of their drivers fucking fitted into a wall and re-emerge from the fire. Just about the only fucking thing that kept the fans on board with Haas for that season. They fuck both those drivers off. They bring in two rookie drivers. One of them for the obscene amount of money that he's bringing in. They get fucking universally hated all through the season last year. They use all that Russian money to build the car up for this season. And then they get to fucking cut ties with Mazepin before the season starts. And then they bring Magnussen back in. So honestly, compared to 2020, this is a net positive. Because while I'll say that Mick Schumacher isn't there yet, he's a much better option to have for the future than Roman Grosjean is. Yep. And with the fucking with the the regulations this year, how they are, you, you just can't you can't say anything. But they will improve because I would think that a lot of other teams are going to fall back because Haas genuinely were looking towards this year, and at, at the very least for the first five to six rounds they'll have somewhat of an even keel with the backmarkers purely for having that extra time building the car. Will they score any points? No. But will they be competitive with the backmarkers compared to what they were last year? Like, I'm talking last year, they were 19th and 20th yeah. by a fucking long way. They'll be more competitive. And the cars are going to say that as well. One thing the Haas and the backmarkers are always bad at is following cars. 
that's less of an issue this year. So, yeah, it'll be yeah. more competitive. Right enough. Tushan, I'm guessing you're a yeah, nah, based off the surprise I heard in your voice when Spencer replied. Oh, uh, look, like, the points he made, it's fair enough. I do think they will be a little bit... I was turning you a bit, wasn't I? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That, was, that was more intelligent than we're used to from your end, Spencer. So, congratulations. <laughs> um, oh, mate. Mate, you d- take your panties off while you're at it, hey? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And also, the point you made about the f- cars following each other, a lot of people have been talking about that amongst the grid, that with these new designs, uh, following is much, much easier. But I don't think they're going to improve... Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're going to improve by like enough of a margin to make it relevant, though. So I am a yeah, nah... Um, I think this particular headline makes it seem like, oh, you know, they could be in the midfield. Or, no, nah, they're still very much a backmarker. And I don't think anyone, you know, plans on bringing Kevin Magnussen back in this season. Like, I don't think that's something they actually wanted to do. So, with their driver lineup, I think one of the weakest on the grid, if not the weakest. <sighs> Testing oh, pace. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I don't have a whole lot of faith in, in Haas and their alleged pace. I will I will reserve my comment on Haas to uh, later in this podcast, which maybe says what okay. you need to know. Uh, okay. Headline three. I'm going to jump in here with a bit of a... Uh, now, going through all the different teams, just about every team in testing, I've been able to find something worth talking about for them in some level. Except for Alfa Romeo. I feel like there has just been <laughs> nothing about Alfa Romeo at all. So I, what I'm posing to you guys is Alfa Romeo to just be easily the most... Oh, God, I've blanked on English language. Um, uninteresting? Not uninteresting. Not quite incognito. It's like not invisible, but along those lines. Most... Fuck's sake. Innocuous? Yeah, innocuous Boring. work. We'll go with innocuous. Inconspicuous. Right. Inconspicuous. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so Alfa Romeo to be the most inconspicuous team on the grid this season. Yeah, nah, or nah, yeah, Jashan. Yeah, nah. They're going to be very conspicuous in their shitness. Um, we'll get to... <laughs> We're we're gonna get to predictions and whatnot later, but I think you'll like where I have Alfa Romeo. Uh, I love the way that. Plus, they can't be inconspicuous with that fucking car, like with that livery. They can't be inconspicuous because it's bloody gorgeous. That is the that is fair. Of, it's a pretty. You're gonna be seeing that. I think we might uh, find ourselves with a bit of similarities in where we have Alfa Romeo. Now, I would throw to Spencer, but I've just heard him leave his room to either get another beer or maybe some water, but probably another beer. Probably. So beer. Um, now I'm back. Oh, he's back. Oh, so I heard him come back into his room. My mistake then. In which case, Spencer, nah, yeah, or yeah, nah? Wait, no, no, real quick. Was it a beer or was it water? It was a fucking beer. There's ah! water in beer. <laughs> fucking pussies. <laughs> what was the question? Alpha <laughs> man to be the most inconspicuous team on the grid this season. Uh, inconspicuous in what sense? My good just, show? they're there, but we'll just forget it most of the time. Oh, um... Nah, yeah. Bottas will will probably will probably score in, I would say, fifteen out of the what is it twenty two twenty three races this year. Interesting. He won't score more than thirty points. Yep. It'll be fucking mm. ninth, tenth, tenth, which won't be bad. Tenth, ninth, yeah. But I think that's that's the issue, or not the issue, but that's just what Alfa Romeo 
Ah, I mean, honestly, like it's not bad to have a guy like Bottas leading that team for you. But yeah, in terms of because you like the the gap between the top four teams to the rest at the moment is fucking huge, and that's you know we're talking. McLaren, Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull. Yep. And then from there, you then got that next drop between Alpine, Aston Martin, Alpha Tauri. They probably sit in that in-between of that middle three and then the bottom three. So if there's some fuckery up the front, Bottas, is, he's, if he's one thing, he's consistent if the car's there. So, yeah. Yep. And, you know, yeah. They'll be, they'll be good for consistent 12ths to ninths, Or he will, at least. Right. Headline number four. Red Bull have looked very strong, very solid throughout testing. Nothing absolutely blowing the competition away, but they've not had anything too big going on in terms of issues. Verstappen was uh, lighting up the timesheets on the final couple of days of testing. They've just looked very, very good throughout. Uh, so my question there to be of... Well, considering considering Red Bull obviously has a tendency to come in undercooked, and you're always a bit concerned. So it's just a simple one: Red Bull, are they ready to go and mount another title challenge in both championships? Jashan, yeah, nah, or nah, yeah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, one hundred percent, nah, yeah. Like, I'm not even going into detail. That one hundred percent, like, I'd, I'd put them down as favourites right now, quite frankly. I know that's that's it, Spencer. No, yeah, they're, they're, like, Drivers' Championship, it's it's theirs to lose right now with Max. Um, they, they've signed him for another five years, put him on some fucking humding of money. And, I mean, honestly, like, sometimes, like, the best preseason is a quiet one, and Red Bull haven't really been taking up too much of the headlines. Yeah. And when you just come off the Drivers' Championship, that's exactly what you want. Um, obviously, it's hard to sort of look into any of the preseason testing fuckery because normally the best teams are thinking outside the box and I'm sure we'll get onto that in a second but I think the only thing for me that could be a yeah nah is the constructors just because I'm still not sure on how like obviously another year in that car for Perez will be good but you've got to think about it now he would be he's essentially driving three different cars in three years with Mm. the you know the racing point to the old Red Bull to the new red Red Bull, and that could work great for him um, if this car's easy to drive. But yeah, the jury's still out on him. But yeah, it's Max's to lose. I think very, I think that's pretty very easily. Fair. Right, the final two, the big, the big two headlines, I think, that have come out of testing, and I'll keep the same pattern. I'll go with the more negative than to the positive. Mercedes, their woes through mm. testing have been well documented. Um, I just. They just don't seem to be there. Um, that To the point, Lewis Hamilton, for about the 79th year running, has come out and said, I don't think we're competitive yet. I think Ferrari's the team to beat. I just don't think we've been at that level. This has been fairly strongly rebuffed by uh, his competitors. But Mercedes, are they actually in dramas? Yeah, nah, or nah, yeah? Spencer. Ooh. Um, are they in dramas? Uh, not yet. Oh, yes. And I will tell you why. And it is a rather calm and calculated assessment in my honest opinion. Doubt. So, 
I think that Mercedes are doing what they normally do, and we've seen the funky-ass side pods that they're putting out um, and the things that they're changing around. They have been dealing with a lot of, and correct me if I'm wrong in pronouncing this, porpoising. Yep. Yes. Like yep. And I think right now that they're trying some a few things from the you know outside of the box that trying to fix that amongst other things in the car. There's been a lot of issues with the the turbulent air coming from the tires. Um, now that little what would you call it? Little wings mm. on it. Um, the side pods last year were able to sort of deflect that air much better, but now they can't do that because of the trying to keep the turbulent air behind them. Yada 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 yada. Simply put. I think Mercedes are in more dramas this year than any other, not because of necessarily what's going on with them, but what's with going on around them. I don't think they have five weeks or slash five rounds to sort mm. shit out. Yep. Because I think if they start the season with five rounds of a subpar car, you've got George Russell in a completely new system in a new setup. Yeah, it's a better car, but that shit still takes time. So you're not going to have Bottas to lean on to get you those points and to help you with the race strategy for Lewis and then vice versa. Ferrari have looked good. Red Bull are the team to beat. So you've already got two teams up there that are going to be challenging them to it. And at the end of the day, McLaren, sorry, McLaren, Mercedes have never had to worry about designing a car that has doesn't have to do anything more than just be an absolute fucking bullet, get out in front and just go. Mm. Now with these new regulations, they're going to have to build a car that is going to be better behind dirty air. And obviously the dirty air is going to be better but you've still got a car that's moving 180-odd miles per hour that's still punching a massive fucking hole through the air. So you still need an engineer to figure that shit out. And that car last year was incredibly difficult in the slow, twisty corners. And that's an issue that if they don't figure that out, the rest of the teams are doing a good job. Adrian Newey is fucking a goddamn savant when it comes to aerodynamical changes. Um they're they're in problems. Like their their reign of complete domination is over. I'm not saying that they can't still win, and that Lewis Hamilton still isn't one of the best drivers on the grid slash ever. It's just like all this talk about like, oh Mercedes do this every single year. That's why they're good because they con- they constantly critique from within. They did it after Monaco. They came back with a fucking a punch full of vinegar. But that's not going to matter now when you've got teams that are on an even playing field. And the biggest thing that people aren't factoring in. The cost caps are well and truly in now. Yeah. So it's not like they can just keep fucking throwing money at it. And Ferrari, they've already been talking shit about Ferrari getting more time in the wind tunnel as to why they're behind and they're behind the pace. I'm not saying that they can't come back and they can't win the constructors again or they can't win the drivers, but it's not going to be easy anymore for them, which is what the F1 wants. Very nice. And fuck Lewis Hamilton, honestly. Yeah, so, like, I agree with everything Spencer said, mm. but my argument essentially comes down to what he finished off with there. Um, call it naivety, call it blind, dumb hope, but, uh, yeah, fuck Lewis Hamilton and fuck myself. And also, I hate George Russell as well, so I have absolutely zero reason to want this team to succeed. Um, yeah, fuck Mercedes. They're definitely in dramas, and I base that off zero research and uh, zero effort on my part. Fair enough. Well, I've I'm. That's why we have you. I'm. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It's a real. It's a real changing of the guard this week in terms of how. This Dude, Spence is killing it. He's dropping the oh, fucking porpoising references. I've got, I've got reason points on Mercedes as well, and I normally. But do Matthew, nothing. quickly, 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 can yeah. I just give you some porpoising facts? Absolutely. Please. This seems like the best time to do it, and then I'll give my thoughts on Mercedes. 
far away. So supposedly, it is a violent bouncing on the suspension at high speeds. The yep. cause is an aerodynamic one, where either the leading edge of the floor or the front wing is pushed closer to the ground as the downforce upon it increases. The closer to the ground it gets, the faster the air rushes through the ever-shrinking gap. This hasn't been an issue since the 1980s. Love it. Shit. There you go. Uh, for bonus fun facts. That's cool. Do you guys both know uh, what a porpoise is? Uh, dolphin, yeah? Yep. Dolphin. Uh, I, I, oh, I was going to say it's the distant relative of a tortoise. No. So I, assume it's because, I assume it's called porpoising because it somewhat mirrors the pattern how a dolphin goes through the water in that Oh, yeah, shit. There you go, man. <laughs> That's a fucking man, tortoise, mate. And sometimes <laughs> life just imitates art, you know. Um, but yeah, to regarding Mercedes, I'm I'm very much with Spencer's point, and that I think they may actually be. I'm inclined to not believe it at all because once bitten, twice shy, and we've been bitten about six times by this bullshit at the start of every season. But I actually think they could be... Eight if you count the constructive yeah. standings. It, yeah. it could actually be bitten. Um, it could actually be we've some legitimate dramas this time. I don't think it's going to be I'm... anything to the point that takes Mercedes out of the title fights come season's end, but I think they could actually have a little bit of the Red Bull sluggish start to the season. And I think that could be, when we come down to the end of the season, like the final stretch, that could be what costs them both the drivers and the constructors' title, the 20, 30 points they drop over the first few races whilst they're still figuring this thing the fuck out. That, they'll still be, that, they'll be in the title it, like, pitches, but this might be what comes back to haunt them. I think the consensus here is that like by Mercedes are in dramas, we don't mean that they're going to fall off a fucking cliff. It's oh, if they finish outside the top three of the championship, staggered. I'd be staggered. Yeah, but it's you look at like the the first lot of races to start the season. We go to Bahrain, into Saudi Arabia, Australia, yeah. Yeah. Italy, and then the United States at Miami. Um, obviously, teams haven't been to Australia in a few years, so there's going to be some dramas there. Um, obviously, they've never driven in Miami before, and Saudi Arabia is still a relatively new track. And traditionally, when the Ferrari's been on, the Ferrari has done very well in Bahrain. Mm. And there's just there are more questions than there are answers for them for Mercedes right now. Yep. But again, it's that there's a reason why they've won the last eight constructors' championships is because true. they have the best the best fucking system in the world. But yeah, now it's just not going to be by Round 13, they're already building the car for the next year because they've won. There's actually going to be a little bit of a fucking, as Deshaun put lovely earlier, a little bit of fracas, yes. a little bit of elbows out, yeah. a little bit of whiny Hamilton. Well, yes! Love that. Well, speaking of Ferrari, Spencer's touched on it beautifully. Our final sort of thing I've got for you guys is Ferrari. They've been all anyone can talk about for pretty much the entirety of testing. They just look brilliant. Nothing's gone wrong. The report I was reading basically said they just came out on the final day in testing, which they were to tick off everything on their checklist to get done for the day. Just <coughs> all went according to plan. So nice and simple. Uh, well, I'll take, uh, I don't know whether how to put this. I don't know whether to go with the Ferrari, the real deal, or go the real bold. And uh, are Ferrari the best team on the grid this season? And I think I'm going to go with the second because it's a more spicy take. So, Jashan, yeah, nah, or nah, yeah. Ferrari is now the top constructor on the grid. Yeah, nah. 
Um, I alluded to it earlier. I think Red Bull are bona fide the favourites this season. I think they are the best constructor on the grid. I think Ferrari have put themselves into the conversation for the first time since I've been watching. But uh, no, I don't think they're quite there. Until until we see it on track, obviously. Uh, Spencer, because we know you're on the payroll, um, so I already know what your answer is. Um, my Instead, my question for you is, uh, yeah, nah, or nah, yeah. Your erection Ferrari for Ferrari is now greater than your erection for your girlfriend when you actually get to see her. <laughs> that was always uh, that was always uh, pro Ferrari. Um, yes, uh, Forza Forza Ferrari. Um, so it's uh, it's a nah year uh, for Ferrari this year. Um, there's a there's a saying in Italian that goes something like this, which is a uh, Charles se champion del mundo, which is uh, Charles, you are world champion. An old saying. There's a very real threat that. Ferrari, Ferrari are going to be up there this year, and it is for the simple reason that you look at the three teams that we think are contenders for the championship this year. They have the best driver lineup That's in every single in every thing. single thing that you rate them. So I'm not going to say that like Max is still number one like betting favorite to win the championship. I would then have Hamilton second, despite whatever Mercedes is throwing up because he's lost Hamilton, mm. but. Third and fourth is Charles and Carlos in whatever order you want. Yep. The the relationship they have amongst each other is fantastic. The car is looking really good so far. And the biggest thing is that they've had clean runs in testing. And again, it is only testing, but the we thought Ferrari were dead and buried at the start of last season. And they put together a really solid season without without many... I mean, really, without many, without any wins... I think they had what Charles finished second in Silverstone, Carlos finished second in Monaco. Other than that, it was just consistent finishes. Carlos didn't finish outside the top ten. Yeah, like that's like right now it's it's Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari. Like the 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 bullshit that Mercedes are trying to pull. They're like, oh, like they're definitely the two up the front. No, like we genuinely have a a, a three horse race for the constructors. Yep. But right now, if I'm having to pick a driver's rating or driver's rankings, right now their average is probably 8.5 between the two of them. Oh, and the absolutely. rest of those teams sit slightly lower than that. I think that's... Um, and the biggest thing that we found with Mercedes dominance is that you need you need two cars in there. You, strategy plays such a big difference in F1. They've gotten rid of that stupid fucking rule in qualifying mm-hmm. now so they can start on an entire that they want. That's going to be fucking huge. Huge for strategy like options now for teams. Mm. And... Ferrari have normally started off really fucking well in Bahrain when they've had a good car mm-hmm. under them. So, yeah, fucking Forza Ferrari. Another one that I have for you as well that is also in Italian. Oh, another old saying. Let's quickly bring this one up. Yeah, it's an old saying. Um, an old saying, a rather new one. It is Fanculo Hamilton, which uh, translates to fuck Hamilton. Oh, that's an ancient Latin proverb, I think. Fanculo Hamilton. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think I, I, I fully agree. I'm I'm all in on Ferrari. And I think the biggest thing that Spencer's hit the nail on the head, they've got the best driver line. I'll be interested to see how that comes out reflected in all of our grid predictions to come later in this episode. But yeah, I just think that whoever you think is the number two driver at Ferrari, they are definitely better than Perez. And 
at least for now, whilst George Russell is probably acclimatizing to that Mercedes, they're better than Russell as well. And they may be better than Russell anyway. Um, uh. So Ferrari will be right there. Um, that brings us to the end of testing. And also, I just want to say, I think that works really well as a segment. So we'll have to find yeah, that was really good, man. the season to um, utilize that. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, or no, yeah. That's I might go to the producers for cunts fucked, but we'll... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll splice in the audio, mate. Don't worry. So, that is testing. Now, one last headline that emerged out of testing, I could chuck a yeah, nah, or nah, yeah on it, but I know what the answer is. All of our answers are nah, yeah. Um, Oscar <laughs> Piastri has apparently been offered to uh, McLaren by Alpine, should it, and I think, well, definitely for this weekend with Ricardo obviously having COVID, but possibly it, the way it read to me is just at any point throughout the season, should uh, McLaren require a driver to fill in for one of theirs, they can utilize the service of Oscar Piastri, should Alpine not also need him this weekend. It wouldn't surprise me if they possibly even offered that deal to a couple of other teams as well, because like, it's not like Alpine's hard in a title fight with anyone. And it's it's experience, but um, what do we make of this, boys? It's it's uh, the, is it surprising news to you? Do you think this just makes complete sense? And are you excited for the prospect that we may actually get to see Oscar Piastri at some point this season in more than just a practice one capacity? Jashan. Yeah, obviously I'm excited. Uh, I think it's awesome. I like that Alpine are doing this. They they said it's uh, in the spirit of developing their youth, the younger drivers, giving everyone a chance, and that's fair enough. But this is obviously not something we see a lot. Um, at least I haven't, you know, to see a, a reserve what, driver Hulkenberg basically. Someone else's reserve driver when he filled in for whatever fucking team. Yeah, but they're like actively shopping him out. Like, hey, if you guys need a reserve yeah. driver, like our boys right here, ready to go, you know. Let's, let's fucking kick it. And, like, for McLaren, because McLaren was the big headline I saw, that he could potentially be driving in place of Daniel Ricciardo in Bahrain. Uh, McLaren already have three reserve drivers. They've got Stoffel van Dorn and Nick de Vries on call from Mercedes. And, allegedly, they've also got Paul de Resta signed on. <laughs> well, it would never be Paul de Resta. It'd be a bit stiff on De Vries because that's a man who really did deserve to get a chance in Formula 1 and it's almost definitely never going to eventuate. But at the same time, um, De Vries was a really good driver who did a really good job winning F2. Oscar Piastri is on paper the best prospect we've seen enter Formula 1 in any of our memories. So they're not comparable. On paper, on paper, on paper. But, um, yeah, kind of bummed out for Paul the rest of there, to be honest. But, no, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's awesome. And I hope to see it happen. Not Maybe not necessarily at the expense of Daniel Ricciardo, but, you know, if something happens over the course yeah, of the year, then, yeah, let's give Oscar a run. Let's give Oscar a run. Fuck yeah, dude. Spencer is the, the least well-versed member of the podcast regarding Oscar Piastri. Your thoughts on this? Uh, Potential? Fuck off, mate. All right. You don't need to fucking research fucking pigs to know when you're looking at a pig or when you're looking at a duck, mate. All right? Let me fucking tell you that fucking first of all, all right? 
Second of all, mate, you boys are looking at this all wrong, all right? Zach Brown's fucking got you cunts under his fucking finger. He's oh, the, the little chubby American bloke. Oh, isn't he nice? He fucking knows what he's doing, cunt. He knows what he's fucking doing. Alpine are fucked up. Alpine know that they're fucking, they cooked it by not giving Oscar Priastri the fucking go this year for Alonso. I guarantee you, I guarantee you Oscar Priastri's driving the McLaren in 2023 full time. This is what McLaren's doing. He's going to race for him here. He's going to have a good fucking go of it. It's going to, they're going to get into his ears, whisper sweet fucking nothing to him, have Zach Brown telling him the fucking, oh, I'll let you, I'll let you do this to me and I'll, I'll do this to you in return. <laughs> it makes perfect sense because I'm with you, Hume. Like, who, who gives a fuck if it's at the expense of Daniel Ricciardo? You haven't shown shit. You haven't shown shit since you've been in the McLaren. If Oscar Piastri comes out and fucking balls out... Like, McLaren would be stupid not to grab Piastri before another one of the fucking five teams that need a driver or are looking for a driver of that calibre. Bring him in. Alpine have cooked it because Piastri owes them nothing. Like, yeah, they gave him, but this is F1 at the end of the day. Would you rather drive for the McLaren with Lando or the Alpine with Ocon? The McLaren. McLaren are hedging their bets perfectly. It lights a fire underneath Daniel Ricciardo to make him go, oh, shit, like, this isn't just my seat. The reports on Daniel Ricciardo's contract is that the 2023 year is an option that can be triggered both ways, yep. either by Ricciardo or okay. by McLaren. So he could be on the market at the end of the 2022 season. This is perfect from Zach Brown. He's showing him that he's not that he's ir- that he's not irreplaceable, and just to make matters even fucking better, it's with the next best Australian driver. So like he's pretty much said to Ricciardo, "This is like put the up next or shut best. Up. No, he is the best. Oh, I mean like after Ricciardo. Like, the next best after no, Ricardo. he's better than Ricardo. Mate, come on now. But he's better than Ricardo. Mate, don't, mate, you, you need to settle the fuck down, all right? I know you've had a Goldie. <laughs> he's better. Yeah, he's had a singular he's had gold, a Goldie. Mate, he's not better than Ricardo. He's lost himself. Mate, okay. I'll ask you, I'll ask you this. Do you think Lando is better than Ricardo? Yes. Do you think George is better than Ricardo? No. How close do you consider that to be? Um, give me... Ask me this question again in... Let's have a look at the schedule. Ask me that question at Miami. Okay. Do you to be clear, Charles- at the end no. at the end of um, the 2020 season, we both ha- we all had Daniel Ricciardo in our top five drivers on the grid. It's not yes. that long ago that he was fucking bodying it. Right? Uh, like one bad uh, season, agreed. a bad agreed. driver does not make. Agreed. But I also, I also have always had George close to that point. And my last thing would be, do you consider Charles to be better than Daniel? Oh, no, but I... So, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at it from a perspective of, if I'm McLaren, I'm looking towards the future. And if Oscar Piastri can give yeah, yeah, yeah. you decent results now while no, still my- building... You, ma- you, take, you take it with him, because Ricardo hasn't shown... Is Ricardo that, that, a better driver right point. now? Yeah, but I'm looking past no. 2022. But that, no, that's my point. I don't think he is. I think Piastri is already back. But you can't say that because he hasn't Piastri, driven an F1 yet. I can't, I can't say that for certain, but I, I, my take on Piastri's talent and what I've seen him is, I think he is Charles, if not better. Oh, well, yeah, and I agree and with I you. Reckon, that's why I'm saying they give him the crack and then they give him the, they start whis- like whispering yeah. the sweet nothings. It's perfect for McLaren because it, may, it allows but, them to pretty much hedge their bets either way, right? Like, worst-case scenario, you get yeah. a rejuvenated Daniel Ricciardo. Best-case scenario, you, and also as well, you've got to factor in the money side of it as well. Like, they're paying Ricciardo. They're paying Ricciardo, like, race-winner money. 
They're not paying him fucking like mm. developmental money. Like you can get Oscar Piastri on a really good fucking deal. You probably get Piastri for three years what you're paying Ricardo in one. Probably. And the Australian sponsors oh, yeah. that you have gone with where... Ricardo would probably just side with Piastri anyway. All right. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, my point was purely. I fully agree. I think it's a it's a smart by McLaren. My point is just I genuinely believe that if you put Piastri into that McLaren this season, he'd finish higher in the standings than. Ricardo. Oh no, and I'm and I'm saying that that that's, that's, just, that's I think that that could happen as well. High, my high. comment of the yeah, next best Australian driver just meant like I'm I'm going to reserve my judgment of. Piastri until he's actually the racing. Best, the best Australian driver, not currently in Formula Yeah, because like yeah, you said, Jashan, like, Ricardo is still like that, and that, but that's it at the moment. Like, that version of Ricardo is there somewhere. Maybe it's not anymore, but, like, the version of Daniel Ricardo pre-Renault, he was an animal. Like, he genuinely, like, strutted his shit like he was a number one driver. And then since Bahrain last year, Lando Norris punched him in the fucking mouth, and outside of Monza, Daniel just never really got things going. And I think in F one, like but the even with needs Monza, to be like, there, but that confidence in your mentality yeah, right. is at the forefront. Uh, but at Monza, he showed that it's still there, at least in a, 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 you know, in some way. Like it is still there for Daniel. Oh, definitely, and that's what I'm saying. Like this could be the thing that sort of like kicks him yeah. up the ass and makes him go like, "Holy fuck!" Because honestly, like even if he tests negative, I'm, I, I'm, it's highly unlikely that I think Ricardo yeah, races tests in negative Bahrain. Race. Like that's just He's, that's too much of a turnaround. Others have done. You're right, I, oh, but I I'm think, saying I, I don't think he thing, should. Oh, I, I'd argue that he, maybe he shouldn't, but I think he will. Um, but we've, I think, safe to say, safe to say, we're all quite high on the prospect of seeing Piastri actually race this season. But let's move things along and get to looking. Oh, and I will say, yeah, good thing for Alpine to give him a dig. You know what I mean? Like, they're not just fucking oh, yeah. keeping him cotton wool. Um, That's good. So yeah, moving absolutely. along to actually looking ahead at the season to come, we will start off with some bold predictions. Uh, what do we say? In about three bold predictions each? Yeah, man, I wrote down three. All right, well, I've, I've wrote down, but I'll just jump in to get the ones I want to get in off, so I will start with that. <clears throat> This one, this one comes in conjunction, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie two and together. Uh, Haas to finish top five in the standings. Mick Schumacher to win a race. Ha! That's that, is that that's, one that's, prediction, that's, or is that two? It's predictions? two. Well, it's that, but I'm tying them in as one. It's all basically my prediction is Haas is gonna be fucking legit. That's my Matthew, sorry. My buddy, bold prediction is Haas being fucking legit. What, mate? When was the last time you drank alcohol? Because I think this um, singular four gold has got you a little bit tipsy. Mate, I wrote I wrote my bold prediction down two hours. Hey, it's a bold prediction. Okay, you've got to make sure the hot takes are hot. Okay. <laughs> that do be spicy. <laughs> that do exactly. be some jalapenos, exactly. brother. I got. Oh, mate, I'm trying to go more than jalapeno here. That's some ghost pepper shit right yeah, there, ghost, mate. Ghost pepper level takes only. <laughs> okay. Are you backing it up? Well, I mean, it probably ties in well with uh, my bold prediction, or my first one, which is um, I believe that the, this season in F1 will finish with 18 cars. Oh, see, I don't even think that's a bold <laughs> prediction. I have, that, I have that written down as a legitimate prediction. My bold prediction is Haas to finish top five. My legit prediction is they're going to fold. So I don't even think that's a bold Fair take. Enough. I think they're in dramas. But they're going to go down looking fucking great. Odds are, so basically what's oh, going to happen God. is Schumacher wins this weekend, and then they're like, all right, guys, we're out of money. We're off. 
<laughs> Not a chance, mate. All right, who are you going to next for bold predictions? Well, Spencer's already given one, so... Okay, yeah. so we just one by one by one. Well, let's keep with the Haas theme. Um, I've written down Kevin Magnussen will end Mick Schumacher's career. Um, I do not think... It's <laughs> a bit ominous. I do not think Schumacher is up to snuff. Um, I think Kevin Magnussen, albeit average slash below average, will completely outdo him and show the world that he is, as I said, not up to snuff. Tell me you didn't watch F2 in 2020 without telling me you didn't watch F2 in 2020. Hey, I watched some highlights. And, mate, there are plenty of people who've been good in F2 and been shit in F1, I think. So, you know, give a fuck. You can't make this call. That is... Uh, but fair enough. Oh, and you, yeah, you reckon Haas will be top five, mate. You're, you're fucked in the feet. These are bold <laughs> predictions. We're going to make fair. them spicy. Um, no, that's fair. My second bold prediction is Russell to be world champion. Has he cut out? He's definitely cut <laughs> oh, out. No. He? Unless he's just gotten gotten so drunk that he's mentioned Russell and he's just combusted. <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Russell to be world champion is my second bold prediction. Oh, come on. I thought this was bold predictions, not taking the fucking piss. <laughs> he drives a Mercedes. Fuck me. Fucking George Russell. God, he's, yeah. I mean, look, each to their own, mate. Each to their own, it's fine. Mate, I'm going to look okay. fucking brilliant when he's at least very much in the title fight, if not when he wins the whole <laughs> Spencer? All right, bold prediction number two. Um, Ferrari will win the constructors' standings without winning the drivers' standings. Ooh. Ooh. I've got a similar one. I've got Ferrari will win the drivers' standings without winning the constructors' standings. Oh, all you guys are doing is well. Okay, sorry, Spencer predicted. I, I honestly, all you guys are doing is just making predictions. Like, yeah, of course Ferrari's going to win the fucking constructors championship without winning the drivers' standings. That's not bold. That's just going to happen. Mate, you're fucked in the feed. Mate, I've it's I'm Red Bull or Bonafide. Red Bull have got interesting. Red Bull have got to unlock. If you think otherwise, you're a fool. They've got. They've got. Oh, see, I, how can you? How can you say that? but actually legitimately think that one of the Ferrari drivers could actually beat Verstappen. Because they're nowhere near as good as Verstappen. But they're a hell of a lot better than Perez. So uh, Spencer's makes sense. Yours actually, sorry, Jashan, yours is a bold prediction. If Ferrari manages to win the driver's title without winning the constructors, that would be absolutely shocking. So yours is bold. Spencer, step it the fuck up, mate. You're meant to be the conveyor of controversy. I don't know what you want me to fucking say. I don't know. <laughs> He's all sounding. Oh, all right. I'll do. A, I'll do a fucking Hume one. I'll fucking yeah, buddy. Yeah, B- Bordas is gonna win in Bahrain, and the fucking Alfa Romeo are gonna finish fucking fourth in constructors. Yeah, is that for a bold prediction, you bastards? Hey. All of my predictions. All of my predictions. Are, are, you don't. You can't have bold predictions in F one anymore. There's too much shit that happens. Oh my god. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, my final one. I've got a few to pick from here, but I'll go for the one I think would be most fun to see happen. Uh, Alex Albon to outscore Pierre Gasly. <laughs> go, Hi, Spencer. All, all of can you go and beat I, him honestly, up for me, please? All can of you this, go and 
All of this what is all fuck? of this will make sense when I get to my actual other predictions. All of this is grounded in the fact I think there's actually going to be a really good and deep midfield right, battle. Yeah. I'm buying. So into... what is what he's saying here? What he's saying to Sean is this big this big pile of shit that he's just served up will look a lot less ominous with all the other shit that he's going to sprinkle around it with the rest of his season's <laughs> predictions. Um, that like, man, that's Bro. a big piece of shit. And then, like, am we look I, at the rest of them, we're like, oh, that's a that's a that's a decent amount of am shit. I, am I not al- am I not allowed to think that Williams can be a competitive team this season? My God, no, no, you're it's, not. No, they had shit bench garbage and testing. They were fucking. If awesome. George Russell is as good as you say he is, then them losing him is going to doom them. Yes, doom them. Okay. <laughs> you know. George Russell's winning the championship, but Williams without George Russell are going to take a massive step up. Genius. Yeah. Because the car... Even though the their brakes have been on fire for most of pre-season testing. Yeah. Sandbag, Genius. Sandbag. This man can't be stopped. Spencer, give right. us your third. Fuck, oh, and now you're this. just going to fucking undermine me. Right. Yeah, I'm Go undermining you 100%, mate. You deserve to be undermined after that take. Here's, Are you here's my final prediction. <laughs> you ready for my final prediction? And yeah. th- this is actually like a decently bold one, I think. Okay. All right. This season, we will have 10 different drivers get a pole position. Ooh, oh, I, I like that. that. That is bold. That is bold. I like that a lot. And I'll put a caveat to that. Two of those poles will be from teams outside the top four. I like that. I'm that keen for these new rules. I think, obviously, the reg changes are huge, but I think the biggest one that's almost been forgotten about is the tyre changes being like wiggled around for yep. qualifying. Because now it's going to put a lot more pressure on the front markers, and it's just going to make that fight for Q3 so much more fucking interesting. Yeah. I'm all for it. And you, again, you look at the races to start the season, we've got some curveballs in there. Um, like, again, Miami, who the fuck knows? Fucking Australia. They've, what is it? Um, turns, turn 11 and 12 have been changed slightly. Yeah, yeah, they've changed a couple of the corners to give it a bit more of a flow. Um, Should be good. And. Fucking the Emilia Romango Grand Prix was an absolute fuck fest <laughs> Sorry, last the, year. The Emilio Romango. Romanga. Good, se- good season for the mango. Romagna. Romagna. There you go, boys. I'm not fucking. I'm not Italian. Sorry, Ferrari. Please keep me on. I'm not Italian. We'd never have realized that based off the last two years of this podcast. But look, Spencer was like born and raised. Oh, absolutely. He's straight out of Tuscan. Atishan, your final bold prediction. Yeah, so... I've got a couple quick ones here. A, every team will score a podium. Every single team will score a podium. This I, have, I have something similar to that. B, it's a legit prediction. I'm just too high the, on the season, I think. The old heads will thrive. Uh, I think Bottas, Vettel, Hamilton, Alonso, K-Mag, Gasly and Ricardo will all outscore their teammates. Wow, Hamilton to outscore his teammate. What a bold... Pre- I mean, I guess I have his teammate apparently winning the world. Yeah, you have his fucking teammate winning so... the championship, you dickhead. <laughs> I yeah, should... Hume's bold prediction. George Russell to win the world championship, but Hamilton to outscore him. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, so, see, bold... Pre- okay, I probably don't do that. Bold predictions for me is a little bit of just me, like, fantasy booking ridiculous scenarios. So, like, I've got... I have two different world champion bold predictions. My other one is Piastri to win the world championship. Oh, my God. Because he'll do that, he'll win in Bahrain, and then McLaren will just be like, oh, fuck, he's pretty good. Um, do you want to just drive the rest of the season, mate? And then he'll just he'll win it all. 
Oh, sorry, Jashan, you had a couple more you wanted to say. No, no, Bits in the face it. of the storage contract system, you bastard. That's it, that's it, yeah, that's it for me, mate. That's it for me. <laughs> oh, okay, a couple of other... Uh, I had Lance Stroll not to score a point, because I just don't like Lance Stroll. <laughs> and I had McLaren to be the worst team on the grid, because I was that... I, I bought that much into um their testing struggles. Yeah, I but, like that. Um, I rate that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's start things off. Spencer, who is your prediction for Team of the Year? Team of the Year. Oh, team of the Year. Hell. So not Constructors' Champion, just Team of the Year. Um, let me see. Let me see. Team of the Year. Team of the Year. Oh, man, that's a toughie. Jashan, um, you've actually got yours written down. <laughs> What's your prediction for Team of the Year while Spencer's thinking? Superb pivot. I've got it ready to go. Yeah, let's Alpha Tauri. Watch this Ooh. team top the midfield. Okay? Add that to bold predictions. I like nah, that. mate, not bold. This is reasonable. This is founded. Yuki's talking confidently. McLaren are in the shits. We have zero faith in Aston Martin. And Yuki is better than Esteban Ocon. Pierre Gasly is a fucking superstar. Let's no, go by. Asked by <laughs> let's go buy a $500 jacket, boys. Let's fucking go. I think that's pretty fair. Mm. Um, I have Ferrari as my team of the year. It's just yep. nice and simple. I just think Ferrari's fucking legit. Spencer, have, you, have we stalled for long enough for you? Well, yeah, I mean, I fucking... I apologise. I had a call from <clears throat> fucking Charles and Carlos making sure that I said the right thing. So, I mean, <laughs> I would want to say Ferrari, but I think that... I think Alfa Romeo is going to... Like, with, with Bottas there, I think they're yeah. going to be consistent, and I think that they're going to have a solid enough season um, that they're going to have a little bit of intrigue. And, yeah, I think that depending on, like, the Ferrari power unit does look pretty fucking saucy so far this year. Um, Valtteri has always been a decent qualifier. I can see him actually qualifying that car in the top ten a few times. Yeah, I have a question um, for you. Is Bottas one of your ten pole sitters? Yes. Nice. I'm, I'm fucking. I think. Out, I think out of the out of the bottom, or you know, the the you quote bottom teams. I think Gadsley and Bottas probably head that as the two most likely to to snag a pole. But fuck, I'd love it if Alonso got the job done. That'd it's also fair, nice well. yeah. Oh, Latoyfi. Latoyfi. All right, moving on. Jashan. Uh, yeah, buddy. Driver of the year. Well, this kind of ties into my team of the year. I've got Pierre Gasly written down as my driver of the year. Um, Alpha Tauri were one of the very few teams without major reliability concerns during preseason. They had a pretty like uneventful, just oh, smooth sailing throughout testing. We already know how good Gasly is. I think with yep. this congested yeah, he's getting field, by Albon. we could we. <laughs> well, yeah, because Albon's obviously winning the championship, and Gasly's coming second. Yeah. Well, uh, no, no. no. We, we um, could see... Albon's finishing second to Russell. Yeah, oh, sorry, my bad. Gasly's third. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Woe is me. Uh, we, could, we could really see Gasly rise to the cream of the crop, yeah, like right to the top. So, yeah, I've got Pierre Gasly written down. I think that... Well, there's so many... You're pretending there's so many segues because mine also ties in with my Team of the Year prediction Ooh. and mine also ties in with, as we've mentioned, a team that's had no real reliability issues. I think Carlos, Carlos Sainz. Sainz. Yeah. He, was my, he was my best of the mortals last year. And whilst I still don't, I don't I'm not exp- I'm not suggesting he takes the leap to like alien level that Verstappen and Hamilton are at, but I think 
how firmly he'll re um, reaffirm himself as the best of the mortals. And with the Ferrari being better, I think he'll be proper in the title fight. And yeah, for that, I think driver of the year, Carl Sainz. Spencer, is it Valtteri Bottas? <laughs> Keep it going. Come on. No. Oh, no, 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 no. He's ruined um, it. Kick him off the pod. I'm going to go Yuki as my Ooh. driver of the year. Um, I think similar to what Jashan was saying with um, Alpha Terry earlier and then Pierre Gasly. Um, I think that he's <laughs> he can build on his end to the season last year. And I don't know, like the Alpha Terry just keeps on surprising. So I expect to see them in the hunt. And again, like another season, um, well, you know, a full season of F1 under his belt now. Um, I think that he can very easily double his output of 32 points from last year. Mm. Did you go with Yuki, did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Well, I mean, he, he ended up, you know, he scored, what was it? He always had that, you know, sort of fucky fourth in Abu Dhabi. Yep. Um, but he had a decent start to the year and then sort of tailed off, but there was, the consistency wasn't there. I think that consistency should improve this year. And, yeah, I'm just hoping that, yeah, him and Gasly... I think it'll tie into like what my predictions are later on the grid, but I think yeah, AlphaTauri are real smoky to get some good good results. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Uh, next two, I've got. Now I wrote these down as two different things. If you've just got this one, I have most improved and biggest surprise. We'll do them one by one. Uh, Jashan, who do you have to be your most improved team driver, team principal? I don't really care what it is, but just most improved this season. Yeah, I had it as one thing. This one in Biggest Surprise, I combined it. Um, Fair enough. And I wrote down... Fuck, I don't like this because you've been in his court so far tonight. But I actually wrote down Alex Albon's name. Uh, <laughs> nice. I look nice. forward to Albon proving some people, including previously me, wrong. Um, yep. I like the way he's gone about preseason. Now he's been quiet, composed, and focused. Which is something I can, you know, we criticised him a lot for when he was last driving in F1. How, how much of a bitch he was, quite frankly. Um, I think he has shown talent well, in the past. Was Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Well, fucking oath. And you know, now is the time to prove it and lead a team because obviously Latifi love him, but he's never going to lead a team. So that's Albon's job, and if you know, I'd like to see him do it. Let's let's do it. Well, I, I kept them separate, but I'll mention them both now. Most improved, I had Haas, which I think we've already that. I, yeah, we've I think that. I'm, I'm the one that, yeah, I'm the one that's, I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying, I don't, you know, I'm not actually predicting them to finish in the top five. Although, <laughs> if that comes, if that bold prediction comes true, I'll look like a fucking genius. Um, but I, I think you Haas won't. is going to be, gonna, it won't, no, I know. Uh, Haas is going to be, I think, in competition at the lower backfield. I'm I'm buying into the pace that Haas is showing at testing. So I've got them for most improved. Um, and I have Alex Albon as biggest surprise. I yeah, hey. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm buying into Alex Albon coming back. I think he's got something to prove. And Fuck oath he does. The Williams to be a the Williams to be a solid enough car that he can prove it. Mm. Spencer, most improved slash biggest surprise. So wait, are these two categories? You, you don't have category? to do them as two. You can give two. You can give one. You can give uh, none. I think most improved will be Charles Leclerc. Uh, I think this will be the season that um, he'll actually show that prodigal talent slash potential that he has so so frequently been called upon to, to bring out. Um, and I think that that is going to tie in very well with Ferrari's resurgence. Um 
And then I think that the the biggest surprise on the grid this year, I think it's hard because I don't really predict there to be anything too too different to the status quo. So I think, yeah, like in terms of my surprise, I think I think my biggest surprise will just be I think I think the competitiveness mm. of the grid. Like I think that people are still not maybe sure about how these regs are going to work, but I think that yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest surprise that we're going to have a lot of fucking a lot more close, closely tight, like tightly close battles. We're going to be looking at I think four to five drivers looking for the drivers' championship with about four to five races to go, and yeah, I think there's going to be some back markers that are going to surprise with some points this year. I certainly fucking hope because so. with with close race like. Obviously, overtaking is going to be like still going to be difficult, which you made mention of earlier, Matt. But I think the biggest thing is last year we had a fair few, shall we say, uh, scraped elbows uh, throughout the year. If the cars are able to follow closely, it's going to lead to more contact. It's going to lead to more incidents, which is going to mean that there's going to be more people that are going to leapfrog cars that are getting pulled out of the kitty litter. Yeah, and this this leads into me like what I said earlier about the old heads being more successful than I think the youngsters this season because. A lot of this will come down to composure with tighter fields, right? And more, you know, competitive racing. Someone with more experience in that field, like a Fernando Alonso, will, I think, thrive. So, yeah. And then the tyres as well. Like, it's going to be really fucking cool to actually see teams making more strategic calls based. And again, like, we still, there are so many fucking variables still that obviously these regs are designed to make things closer. But we still see now that, like, there are teams that are still have no fucking clue what they're doing with yep. the car yet. And For sure. Yeah, I'm I'm chomping. Fuck it, he's chomping, bruh. <laughs> All right, on that. Uh, Jashan. Yeah, buddy. Worst team. Yeah, buddy. Um, I wrote down Mercedes. They're going to go from championship contenders to midfield battlers. Fuck yes, boys. That is exactly what I wrote down verbatim. You're really, you're really setting yourself up to be disappointed, man. Yes, I am. And I'm committing to it as long as I can because it's putting a smile on my dial currently and that's yeah. all that matters. Um, I've just gone simple. I just think it's Alfa. I think Alfa Romeo. I just, I'm just not yeah. that hyped on them at all. That's Spencer. fair. Um, well, worst team, I would pick Haas, but I don't expect them to make it out of the season, so I don't know if that was a fair bet. So my second bet is Williams. Interesting. Not as high on Williams as uh, Mr. Hume, then? No. No one, no one lifetime Williams fan. No one? Not, not as high on Doralton Capital? Uh, worst driver, Jashan. No. This, this, was actually, this was the hardest one for me. I was tossing up two names. Um, George Russell and Lando Norris, but I've ended up <laughs> I've ended up going with George Russell. Now this might all be mind games, but I am buying the fuck into this Hamilton chat about the car not being very good. Um, I think Mercedes, as I have already mentioned, are going to take a back step to Ferrari and Red Bull. I think George is going to struggle with his step up and into the shadow of Lewis. And I think his okay. admittedly prodigious talent is going to make way for a few nerves. And I have claimed a weak mentality. That's fair. So where, whereabouts are you... I know we'll get to that, but whereabouts are you forecasting him to finish that he is the so-called worst driver? Tenth. Tenth? Tenth? Yes. Tenth. Oh, gee, fair enough. 
I, I guess not that fair. makes sense. You don't even think Mercedes is in the title fight, so Russell but has to. I've also got Lando Norris um, not finishing in the top ten, so I'm I'm making these predictions based off You're, bias. If, if there's yeah, I was gonna say if there's one thing that you can never be accused of, it's being incredibly <laughs> prejudiced. <laughs> Absolutely like, not, me, mate. mate. If I had your level of prejudice, I'd never have picked Lewis Hamilton to finish higher than nineteenth in one of these things. But I normally pick him to win. Well. I mean, if we're just going to do fucking the worst driver based off fucking simple metrics, then of course it's going to be fucking Kevin Magnussen and Mick Schumacher. You said worst driver, assuming the worst driver in terms of the worst driver versus expected results. I think think George Russell outside the top ten is fair. Just because you want to suck George Russell's (laughs) dick doesn't mean that he's prejudiced, mate. He sit your ass down. I made that comment after he picked Norris. You stand up and you sit (laughs) down. I have zero issue with his pick, but it's well known that Jashan just doesn't like Norris and Russell and likes to pick them to do poorly. Also correct. Both takes are correct. Yeah. 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 Um, mate, I don't see. I, I just don't think because I just don't think the horse is the worst car in the grid. Anyway, uh, my worst driver. In fairness, in fairness, I'll really set myself up here because I've just I've just bashed Jashan for prejudice picks, but I've gone with Lance Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right you have predicted one. him to not score a single point. So yeah, <laughs> my bold, I bold predicted him to not score a single point. I I think he probably will score several, but I uh, yeah, I just I, we've known for the longest we've done this podcast. I just I don't I don't think Lance Stroll is a guy who didn't deserve to get there, but I don't think Lance Stroll is a guy who should still be here, at least not in the standing of the team he's in. He was the wrong driver to keep on when they made their roster shake up and it was only kept because of his dad's money and, you know, owning the team. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is the year I think, cause I think, I think the Aston Martin will be a little bit better and more competitive of a car than it was last year. And because of that, I think the gulf between Vettel and Stroll is just going to be so pronounced. I think Vettel is going to have a pretty bloody good, a pretty bloody solid return back to form this year. And Stroll is just going to be showing up for just, yeah, not being good enough anymore. Well, Spencer. you know, I'd like to argue with you, but um, I, I just can't. So I'm not That's going fine. to even try. Fuck, God, it, it hasn't served me well in the past, and I don't think it'll serve me well this season. Uh, how, you, how do you afford to live in Melbourne now that you're not on the Lawrence Stroll payroll? Um, working 45 hours a week. Mostly. Cost of living's fucking bullshit, mate. Fuck. Gotta spend a whole entire fucking month's rent on, like, one fucking tank of fuel. It's fucking bullshit. Coffee's a bloody 20 bucks each. And carrots cost fucking $13 a kilo. I don't actually... Is that a lot? No, that's not a lot, is it? That's a lot 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 for fucking carrots, mate. I buy carrots for, like, 4 or $5 or something for a bag. That's fucked. I feel like you've been talking to your dad recently. Carrots are fucked. Next we one. We get Zach on the podcast just to ask his opinion on the price of fuel. <laughs> I feel like that'd be really easy. He doesn't <laughs> drive. He, does, he doesn't drive. He, he takes the train into work. That's fair. He does, he does take the train a lot. Yeah, and man. Zach. Uh, Spencer, worst driver of the season. Man, I'm surprised no one took the low-hanging fruit. Ricardo. Daniel. 
He's done. I do have a legitimate prediction that he'll contend for the worst drivers. You've gone, you've gone from predicting him to win the championship to predicting him to be the worst driver of the season. Hey, yeah, it's reverse psychology. <laughs> he predicted him to pick the title yeah, well. and he was the worst driver. If Spencer picks him to be the worst driver, Ricardo's winning the... I'm going to change my championship predictions now. What has he done for me lately? Fucking Struth, brother. Caught Likely COVID. kept Oscar Piastri out of a race. Nothing. Nah. No, you, you think of it. Like, you think about Ricardo's demise. He's... He's fucked. Like, he's... He, didn't, he ran away from the fight at Red Bull. He went to Renault, got paid. When the pressure wasn't on him to perform at a fucking high level, he was able to scrape a few podiums together. Comes to McLaren is expected to contend, does dick. And then, like, now, like, a, a, an interrupted setup to start the season, and he's just not going to be able to recover from this. Lando's going to absolutely fucking smoke him at the start of the season, and then he's just going to go back to that fucking gammon-ass bitchy Ricardo that fucking put the tail between his legs when Max was coming up in Red Bull. He's done. Fucking ass. Like, and McLaren, like, McLaren are at that point now where they're not... They're not at that, like, oh, we're a fun team. Like, you yeah, know, like, they, oh, like, they you know, we're, we're rebuilding. Like, remember when we used to be good? It's like, we need to be good now. We need to be ruthless. And when you've got George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, and Sergio Perez and yep. Max Verstappen in front of you, you need more than just Lando to fucking carry uh, that Lando load. Lando loves his loads. Mm. He does love the loads, brother. Uh, on to the last two before we get to, I guess, the the big, big, big gongs. Big First up, Jashan. Mm. Uh, what's going to be the best race of the season? Spa. Robbed of it last year. Spa. Robbed of it last year. We're here for it this year. Well, give me some spa action. That's fair. See, I, go I've got a Belgium. double caveat. I think if the title fight doesn't go right down to the wire, it's spa. Mm. It's gonna bounce back strong. If we do go right down to the wire, I'm calling it Brazil because Brazil always delivers, particularly when the title is still on the line. You so, do love Interlagos, that's very true. Depending on that, so if the title goes down to the wire, Brazil will be the best race. If it doesn't, I think Belgium's gonna be class. Spencer, let's hear it. Give me Saudi Arabia. Come Mate, on, you know you want to. I'm gonna go Singapore. Ooh, okay. Singapore goes I haven't been there for a few years. It's late in the season. The cars are what they say they are. It's going to be some fucking. There's going to be some some fracker. There's some fracker. He loves it. He loves the fracker. Elbow grease. <laughs> is that the is that the word of the week? Fracker. Absolutely, it's a great word. It is now. It's a great word. All right, final little uh, award prediction. It's less of a award, more thing. I don't know whether you're at, but you should be able to on the fly this if you haven't. Jashan. Mm. What are you most keen for this upcoming season? Yes, I did do this. I, I wrote it as the the award I most the thing I'm most looking forward to, essentially. Uh, yes, Lando Norris getting yeeted back down to earth. All right, with all of McLaren's struggles, there's been a lot of chatter. We've talked about it. it. All right, we've talked we've talked about it already today. A lot of chatter about McLaren's struggles. They're very well documented. And the obvious improvement of their uh, competitors, obviously Ferrari, give me some Alpha Tauri action. Alpine have looked very good. I see McLaren struggling, um, and I think I think Ricardo will will get used to this this new car first. And I think Lando will get a, he'll he'll throw a tanty. 
he'll throw a little Lando Tanty, he'll go away, he'll stream his bloody video games for a couple days straight, you know, he'll, he'll complain to all his fans, his 12-year-old female fans, and he's going he's gonna to struggle mightily. Okay, he's going to lose mate, it. mate, that was an unnecessary insinuation. I think a lot of 12-year-old girls like Lando Norris. Based off what fact? His childish demeanour. I think you made it dangerous. I think you could get sued for defamation. I wasn't going for that kind of thing. You're the one who's making it weird. I just think a lot of young... Well, boys, we've we've hit we've hit the podcast bingo. I've been called out for not being controversial. <laughs> Hume's got the shit because someone's cut him off. And Hume's got the shit because something Jashan said and he stepped in to fucking defend a fucking subclass of person that he has absolutely no relation to whatsoever. It's ding, 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 boys. <laughs> How fucking dare you, Jashan? Think of the 12-year-old girls, all right? You think of them the next time you say that, you son of a bitch. Has that, have you when did I get the shit with someone movie? cutting me off? You can't say that with your titties out, all right? <laughs> circle back. I don't even care about the Lando thing. When did I get annoyed at someone cutting me off? It's just when a given, mate. Earlier. It always happens. You did. You did. Right. You did. You said, yeah. oh, you're just going to fucking cut me off, are you? No, 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 no. He didn't, no, no, no. I said, you're just going to undermine me when and I had a mild disagreement and then he then he just swooped in to do a segue for me. All right, wasn't all cut right, off. That was right. undermining. It's different. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, all right. There you go. Jashan, Jashan looking forward to the crash back to Earth for Lando Norris. Yes. Um, can't entirely say oh. I disagree. Uh, personally, I, I'd carry that. So if I'm looking forward to just Ferrari get him back into not being shit. But more than anything, and I I mean, I'm only going to believe it when I see it because COVID's left me with that much PTSD. But um, I'm looking forward to Canada. Canada yeah. has long been my favourite track to drive on the F1 games. And it's also one of my favourite Grand Prix of the season. It is the home of my favourite F1 race to ever have happened that I watched. Haven't had it in two years. Never had a Canadian Grand Prix whilst doing this podcast. Still don't believe that we're going to have one this year. Something will go wrong. <laughs> but assuming we yeah. do, I just can't fucking wait to go to Canada. And I'm looking forward to it being so incredibly shit. Because I've piped it up for two fucking years now. So, um, should go great. I'm sure it's going to be garbage, mate. I'm, I'm very Spencer, excited. Spencer, what are you looking forward to this season? Mm, I'm looking forward to Miami. Because Ooh. I think that's going to be fun. But more importantly, I've alluded to it a few times. I'm just I'm looking forward to qualifying again now that they mm. have that stupid fucking tire rule out of the way. That's fair. Um, I mean, overall, I'm just looking forward to just the season in general because it's the first one for a while where we've got a little bit of intrigue. Fuck yeah, man! I mean, last year we had the Max Lewis intrigue, but this is like genuine all around the grid intrigue. Oh yeah, it is good shit. All right, I've just got out the regular predictions, and then we'll get onto grids and the two big gongs. Um, I just I, I, I alluded to that. I genuinely think the midfield this season is going to extend from Alpha now with that, but from Alpha Tauri down to Haas. I think there's the top three teams. I think Alpha Romeo is out of it. I don't know. That's just what I'm going with. But I think the midfield is six teams from Alpha Tauri down to Haas. Uh, uh I, I think the two backmarkers will be Haas and Alpha Romeo. I think Williams will be in the midfield so. this season. Yeah. I think every driver will score at least one point at some point this season. Mm. And the, every team will have at least one top five finish. So, obviously, Schumacher... Haas's is coming in the form of Schumacher's race win. But Bottas will pull one off for Alfa Romeo. Albon will, I guess, you know, get a podium or something on his way to outscoring yeah. Gasly. 
Um, and yeah, I do also have Williams and Haas do both podium. But I also think Haas folds before the season ends and Piastri will <laughs> race this year. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Richard, for sure. Listen to our I, other podcast, F2 for That's you probably on a bit more of a bold prediction going with Richard Vashore racing this year, but I'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah, me too. The man with zero backing. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Put him in the horse. What could possibly go wrong? This is a fatty as well. Oh, sheesh kebab. All right, should we, shall we get on to grid predictions, boys? Let's fucking do it. How do we want to do this? Do we want to just go one by one and rattle off our entire thing, position by position, um, block of positions by block of positions? Um, I don't know. I don't really know. Let's do let's do constructors you know, first. I'll do your constructors. We'll do that all top five, and then I reckon we'll do tenth through fourth, and then we'll circle back around and give our top three. In the all right, that sounds good to me. All right, Spencer, have you actually got this one prepared or are you making it up as you go? No, I got it prepared. Fuck you. All right, let's hear your constructors from fifth to first. Okay. Fifth, Alpha Tauri. Mm. Fourth, McLaren. Mm. Third, Mercedes. Yep. Yep. Thought so. Second, Red Bull. Sauce! And, fir- and first, Forza Ferrari. Grazie tutti, grazie tutti. Grazie tutti. Should we just go through all of them and then we'll discuss after? Yeah, fuck yeah. Alright. I have uh, fifth McLaren. Mm. Fourth Alpha Tauri. Mm. Third Red Bull. Mm. Second Mercedes. Which means first is hot. No, it's Ferrari coming first. With two votes for Ferrari from two. Fuck me. I, they're the best team this year. I genuinely, as we said, I mean, you should have seen this coming. We think they're legit, and they have easily the best second driver on the grid. Last episode took me about five hours to edit. It was an absolute shit show, but I do like that it's given us the uh, Spencer calls Matthew rocks in his head. I do like that. Big fan. Rocky-headed Matt. Spectacular. I wish I had rocks in, rocks in my head. I'd probably overthink things last time. Um, I've got Mercedes fifth, uh, Alpine fourth, Alpha Tauri third, Ferrari second, well, and Red Bull first. I mean, the only part, straight off the bat, the only thing Jashan has said there that I think is absolutely ludicrous is Mercedes in fifth. Yeah, probably I a bit high for him, eh? I think he could be onto something with McLaren not even in the top five. Fuck yeah, boys. Fuck McLaren. Out of interest, Deshaun. Yes. Is McLaren in sixth for you, or are they even further down? Seventh. Are they behind <laughs> Aston Martin as well? Yes, they are. Fair enough. Yes, they are. Um. Yeah, I like... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything too too radical. So neither of you, neither of you boys, are particularly high on Alpine because I think everything that I've read about them coming into the season is pretty juicy. I see. My my stance on Alpine, that's the thing. As I said, I think it's a legitimate six-team midfield, mm. and I think it will be really close and can go anyway. And I've, eventually, what I've backed in is the cars. I've seen talk of legit speed. I think just McLaren's. Legit speed and that will get like I th- Alpine could start rattling off. Alonso could go a bit of a science style thing and just score points every single race, basically. Yeah. But I think it Fuck. will be the fact that for every time 
McLaren just have an absolute shit show. He'll be a track that the car works well at, and Norris will come third or fourth, and Rick will be in seventh or something. And I just think that'll get them the points they require. Similar sort of thing, but more consistency for AlphaTauri. It's fair. Um, so I still have Alpine as the bottom... Well, sorry, I have Alpine at the bottom of the upper echelon of the midfield. I still think they finish ahead of Williams and Haas, but... Interesting. I think the other three are able to... You think Aston Martin beat them? I'm very high... Excuse me, on battle this season. you are so gassy today. You okay? Yeah, man. I had both gluten and lactose for dinner. Well, that's just foolish. Pretty sure I'm intolerant to one, if not both, so... I think most of us are, mate. And then you had a fucking beer for dessert. Oh, God. Check (laughs) the bowels, mate. Beer for dessert. (laughs) All right, who's next? We've all given we've all given our constructors. Oh yeah, true. Fuck. So two two Ferrari world champions and a Red Bull. And a Red Bull, yeah. Do you have any 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 pushback on anything Jashan and I said, Spencer? I mean, you you've both got rocks in your head, but um, I think I think Jashan's um, I think Jashan's uh, predictions. I think we did this last year a bit, which I tried to do this year is. Um, only 10 position score points and position 6 to 10 score fuck all points. So I, I fail to see how McLaren are going to finish below top 5, let alone below Aston Martin when Lando is still able to get one fucking one fourth or fifth for him is going to be what Aston Martin or Afetari get in two to three races combined. No, nope, he's going to lo- lose his That's brain, mate. He's going to lose his temper. Well, he's going to go off the deep end. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that point regarding Aston Martin, but I think Jashan. I'm fully expecting that Gasly will be in Jashan's top five on the grid, mm. and so I think Jashan is going for the line that Gasly will be the one getting those fourth and fifths rather than Norris, and I think that is not out of the realm of possibility at all. So I think that's fair enough. Well, I can tell you uh, where Gasly to- is if you like. On to the grid, and we will swap around the order. Jashan, bring us through from 10th to 4th, please. Let's fucking do it. Coming in 10th, I stay true to myself, true to my word. George Russell will finish 10th. Coming in at 9th, I've got Daniel Ricciardo. Um, Yes, he's going to finish 9th. Sebastian Vettel will come 8th. Seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton will come 7th. Two-time world champion Fernando Alonso will come sixth. Zero-time world champion Carlos Sainz will come fifth. Uh, Mexican driver Sergio Perez will come fourth. Yes. Every year, you somehow get worse at this. (laughs) It's impressive. It's impressive. Let's fucking go. has legitimately just predicted Lewis Hamilton... To come set. Have you never watched a Formula One race before? Look, I told you it might be my naivete, it might be my my have, youth, but have I'm you committing to this. Suffered a serious head injury, right? Who said in the radio that Mercedes the car is not ready to compete for wins? I'm telling you, mate. Did you not? Have you not seen the Twitter thread I post where it's an article from each of the last seven years where he said exactly yes, the same thing? Yes, I have. And but I have think this the time he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth, Matthew. 
Jashan's like a like three year old child. You can just keep telling them absolute shit and they'll believe you because like <laughs> they're a three year old child. Uh, <laughs> Spencer, do you have Lewis Hamilton coming seventh? I do not. I do not. Okay, have can I can I hear your tenth through fourth then? My tenth through fourth. Well, well, well. So I have Fernando Alonso finishing in tenth. Followed by one Pierre Gasly in ninth, Daniel Ricciardo in eighth position, George Russell finishing lucky number seven, followed by Sergio Perez in sixth, Carlos Sainz in fifth, and one Lando Norris in fourth. Ah, you're fucked. Can I just have your fourth and fifth again, Jashan? My fourth and fifth? Yeah. Oh, uh, Science was, was fifth was, and Perez was fourth. Yeah, okay, so you have Science in fifth and you've not said Gasly. So you have Gasly in the top three and I now know who you have winning the world championship. I, I think I know Jashan's top three. Mm. I just... The slander both of you boys have thrown out here. Mm. Although expenses is a lot more on the on the money. Um, <laughs> tenth, what I fucking also slander have am I throwing out, cunt? Mine's pretty good. Oh, your, yours is good. You've just, you've just irked me with one small caveat. But it's an it's it's a it's a personal preference one, so that's fair enough. Well, I assume that that's George oh. Russell in seventh. Oh no, nice. George that's Russell's obviously fair. winning. <laughs> well, we'll wait and see. Here we go. Tenth place, Fernando Alonso. Mm. In ninth, yep, I have Lando Norris. Mm. In oh, eighth, Sebastian Vettel. You are not world champion. Yeah, buddy. Uh, in seventh, Sergio Perez. Sixth. Pierre Gasly. Mm. Rocks. Fifth, George Russell. Mm. Big rock cocks. Fourth, this is my point of caveat. Fourth is Charles Leclerc. Uh, he's got, yeah, he's, he's got Leclerc behind Carlos and we both have the, the other way around. Yeah, that's my, that's my thing. Yeah, but I've, I've got to go with that because I've been I've been Team Carlos since day you one. You have been so Team I've, Carlos since day one, mate. I've, I've Can got you a, imagine I've got if Carlos Sainz was The Bachelor for a season? Holy shit. Can you imagine if Charles Leclerc was The Bachelor for the season? I'd watch both of like, those seasons of reality half the, TV. Half the grid? I want to, I want to, I'd want a George season as well, just to see Jashan, like complain for the entire year and just try to deny that like women are into George Russell. Yeah, George will just spend the entire time just talking about how great Mercedes are, the fucking shill. Well, no, no, he, he wouldn't that. He'd just, the entire time, he'd just be there with his shirt off doing workouts. <laughs> Dickhead. Oh, I fucking hate him so much. He's such a fucking... And then Lando's just in the corner talking shit at him. Oh, Lando's in the corner streaming to 12-year-olds. <laughs> I don't know why I'm pushing this narrative. I don't know what's going on. I've, I've, watched, I've watched the Lando Norris stream before. <laughs> and my point is made. Yes. No, no. Your point is that I'm like 64, not 12. Ah, yeah, you're a 64-year-old with the brain of a 12-year-old, mate. Okay, that's just that's just like... Mate, I have a legitimate like... Bang on the disorder, money, mate. So that's, a bit, that's a bit stiff. ADHD oh, has nothing to do with intelligence, mate. It's, it's attention, is it not? Yes, which is a common trait of children. Children don't normally have as strong of an attention span as an adult. Well, that's not what I was trying to make. I was more focusing on the intelligence side of things, all right? I think you're an idiot. That's all. I disagree there. Anyway, uh, Jashan. Yes? 
I'm going to be a cunt here, and I'm going to ask you to confirm if I'm correct. Have you got Gasly, Verstappen, and Leclerc in that order from third through first? I do! Very nice! Yeah. I use my powers of deduction there, because you reckon Ferrari was winning the driver's title. Oh, mate, that, was a dude, that bit, was impressive. A bit too big of a call to have Gasly in second. You've gone from a 12-year-old brain to a 15-year-old brain. I'm proud of you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, Spencer. I have a Lewis finishing in third. Oh, fuck. I would have been wrong. Damn. I'm glad Charles I didn't say anything. In second. And Verstappen finishing as your driver's champion. Back to back, baby. Well, there you go. I have a similar thing in a different order. As much as I want to get a little bit more up there, it's be a step too far. So I think Carlos in third. If that happens, and it'll be a competitive third. I'll be just so happy. Uh, Lewis Hamilton in second. Like, it's, mm. it's Lewis Hamilton. Having him, you'd have to be fucking, like, on the source to have him any lower than top three. Can you confirm? On uh, the source. And <laughs> Max Verstappen to go back to back. Um, my biggest thing that's come away from this preseason and that is I really just don't know exactly who is the best car. I think it's Ferrari, but I, I don't know for sure. And for that reason, I just think. I've gone to, okay, next default. Who do I think is the best driver? And I think Massafin is now the best driver in Formula 1. That's fair enough. That'll get him the job done. I don't know. I so think, I think that garish Red Bull with its... a Leclerc. Yeah. And two Ferraris and a Red Bull. Yeah. That's a nice little inverseness going on there. It is very nice. It's very, very nice. Fair enough. All right. One final piece to get to on the agenda, and then we can wrap things up. Review. We've sort of mentioned it spouting throughout tonight. It's a track that traditionally Ferrari go pretty well at. Obviously, it could be a bit hard for us to make any predictions. We don't know exactly just how the cars are going to come out. It's the first race of a new era of regulations. But just very, very quickly off the bat, boys, are we looking forward to it? Fuck yes! Nah. <laughs> okay, so Spencer isn't, but Jashan really, really is. Um, all the naivety of a 12-year-old. <laughs> well, are we not looking forward to the season opener in Bahrain? Oh, no, I'm with you. I'm looking I'm looking Cut forward to voice. this a lot as well. Fucking hell. Uh, before I get your top threes, any any other little predictions of what we think might happen this weekend, Jashan? Nah, mate, I'm fucking... I'm, I'm wrecked. I'm barely functioning at this point. Just give me the top three. Let's go. Spencer. Um, 12 cars will finish the race. <laughs> Now, that's a bold prediction. I like that. Uh, I don't have that thing. Um, yeah, I'm just, I think it'll be a good weekend. I think it'll be, I think it'll be, it'll pleasantly surprise us with how, how good it is this weekend. Both I Mercedes will retire. Well, that's a... There we go. Fair enough. You like that one? Um, all right. Haas to be in the points. Sneaky. Which driver? All right. Well, I've... Oh, well, one, one thing I should say, just, I'll, I'll on that. I have Schumacher finishing 12th in the standings, so uh, Mick. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, mate, he finishes... You're on the good stuff. Ricardo, but ahead of Sonoda. You've been huffing glue. And, and Albon. I have Latifi beating Magnussen as well. Um, Lance Stroll comes 19th, by the way. He only beats Guan Yu Zhou. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> Worst driver of the season. 
Uh, all right, grid predictions. Three, two, one. I'll get us started, why not? I'm going to take Pierre Gasly to finish third, Max Verstappen to finish second. Are you writing these down, Jashan? Uh, uh, no, I write them down when I re re-listen to them, because I, I, I listen to them. Okay, fair enough. That's not what you used to do, but that makes sense. And I will have Carlos Sainz to get his first ever Ooh. F1 win. Just out of the way straight away. It's definitely happening this year. I feel really... Well, I don't want to say definitely. I really do think it can happen this year, and I really hope it will. But I honestly reckon he just gets it out of the way straight away. Ferrari is good in Bahrain. Ferrari appears to be good this year. Carlos Sainz is the better driver in Ferrari. <laughs> Carlos Sainz wins the race. <laughs> Fair enough, brother. Simple as that. Fair enough. Simple as that. Spencer, your podium in Bahrain. You're so full of shit. <laughs> um, Max first, Charles second, Carlos third. Gasly to finish fourth. Nice, Pierre. Is my podium. Um, yeah, same thing. I think the Ferraris are going to be the car to beat. Um, I just think that ultimately Max will just... We'll just pip them. I think Red Bull will have um, a better strategy. I don't think Ferrari will qualify in the top three. I think they'll qualify around fourth to sixth. I think Mersappen will lead from start to finish. I agree. One of the Mercedes is going to make it to the end of the race. And I think Lando will qualify with good pace. But then that car will start to fuck, up, fuck on him towards the end. And, yeah, I think that the Ferraris in testing proved that they probably had the better long pace. But... You can definitely tell that Red Bull is sandbagging a touch. And Perez still has to figure a few things out. Ooh, juicy, and juicy, finally, juicy. Jashan, before you give me your three, your podium, where... Oh, wait, you said no Mercedes are finishing this race. Mm -hmm. um, so are they, 90, are they the first two DNFs? Um, yeah, Russell's going to bin it off the start. I think Hamilton's car will fail about halfway through the race. So they're not, they won't be the first two. Ooh. Fair enough. Who's DNFing before Hamilton? Ah, shit. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Magnuson. Ooh, ooh. No, 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 it won't be Nicholas. It'll, ah, yeah, fucking give me Nicholas Latifi. You can't say no to a bit of Latifi <laughs> Lord Toyfey. <laughs> Give me Alright, what's your podium, mate? Yeah, Perez in third, Max in second, and Charles Leclerc to win the race. I want to see that X Factor, mate. Give me some Charles Leclerc. I'd honestly, I'd honestly be pretty sad. Charles, sure it came in the era where Ferrari's engine maybe wasn't actually um, legal, but <laughs> Charles Leclerc all but won Bahrain in his first Ferrari season. He was just so far ahead of everybody that weekend. So if if it isn't Sainz, but it is Leclerc, I'll be more than happy with that. I'd like to see Leclerc get the uh, Bahrain win that he so deserved several years ago. Fuck yeah, Charles. And I'd just like to see Ferrari win a race because it's been a few years since that's actually happened. Fuck yeah, Charles. So looking forward to it. Um... And with that, for another week, I've been Matt. I've been joined by the uh, shallow man that is Jashan. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> and the alcoholic of a man that is Spencer Hudson. Forza Ferrari si scopamero Red Bull e Mercedes. Can you... Um, Give me that quote on Lewis Hamilton again, mate. <laughs> uh, so that quote I just said was, Go Ferrari, we will fuck Red Bull and Mercedes. <laughs>
Okay, fair enough. That, that, that's close enough to the Hamilton thing. I'll take it. Uh, and together, we are, for the second time in 2022, and I think the much more successful time, yes. Rear of the Grid. Ah, fucking good effort, boys. That was a banging episode. Here we are. That was fucking crisp. Thank you. Thank you. I thought that'd get a chuckle. Beer's fucking warm by now, isn't it? No, it's good. I mean, it's not good because it's a gold, but it's good. Uh, oh, Matt's on his bevies. Ooh. Your mouth out. Wash your mouth out. <laughs>